Welcome back to Sister Ellie Casti, where we talk about all things church related. And on today, we are going to continue our mini series on forgiveness slash unforgiveness. Now, we have already learned back um, in the previous episodes in Mark 3, 28 and 29 that we've learned that the only sin that will not be forgiven is blaspheming against the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells us if we blaspheme against the Holy Ghost, we have never forgiveness, but we are in danger of eternal damnation. And we've learned that blaspheme is evil speaking. Therefore, the only sin that will not be forgiven according to mark 3 28 and 29 is blaspheming against the holy spirit it has never forgiveness and we will be in danger of eternal damnation we also learn in mark 11 28 25 and 26 that when we pray we must forgive that our Father which is in heaven may also forgive us. So these are things that we have learned. We've also learned that if we do not forgive, we are liable to sicknesses such as cancer, uh, compressed, uh, suppressed anger, uh, low self-esteem, bitterness, constant worrying, abnormal blood pressure, and heart disease. So we found out previously how important it is for us to forgive those who have sinned against us. And on today, we're going to take another look at forgiveness. Forgiveness means different things to different people. And generally, however, it involves a decision to let go of resentment and thoughts of revenge. You know, like turning the other cheek, especially when we ourselves are not perfect. Now, for example, let's read the story of the woman caught in adultery in the Bible. And you can find that story in John 8, 2 through 11. Again, you can find this story that we are about to read in John 8, verses 2 through 11. The scripture reads, and early in the morning, he, meaning Jesus, came again into the temple and all the people came unto him and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees, which are religious leaders of this time, brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst... They said unto him, unto Jesus, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses' law tells us, Moses' law commanded us that such should be stoned. This person should be killed by stoning. But what do you say? What says thou? So the scribes and the Pharisees, the religious leaders of this time, begin to bring this woman before Jesus and say, you know, Moses' law tells us that we, we have to kill her by stoning her to death. But we want to know what you teach, what you have to say about it. 
this they said tempting Jesus. They were testing his character and that they might have to accuse him. They wanted to find fault in him so they could accuse him of wrongdoing, of false teachings. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So Jesus began to stoop down and write in the sand just like he didn't even hear what the men were saying. And now here is wisdom. Jesus said, so when they continued, they began to continue asking him. So when they continued asking him, he lifted him up himself and said unto them, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. Now, so therefore, Jesus began to, you know, he began to, you know, doodle in the sand and they continued to badger him about what they should do to this woman who was caught in adultery. So Jesus began to stand up and he began to say, he without sin, if you, anybody in this crowd, if you do not have sin in your life, I want you to cast the stone at her. I want you to be the first one to cast the stone. And then Jesus, he stooped back down, back down and began to write on the ground again. And they which heard it, listen at this. They which heard what Jesus began to say, they being convicted in their own conscience or being convicted by their own conscience, went one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the least and Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. So, Jesus said, if you, if you don't have any sin in your life, I want you to cast the first stone. Now, we've already established in the previous episodes that we all sin. In Ecclesiastes 7 and 20, in the God's Word version, it states, Certainly, there is no one so righteous on this earth that he always does what is good and never sins. That's Ecclesiastes 7 and 20. Also, we can read in Romans 3 and 23 that says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Therefore, no one can say that I do not have sin in my life because there is some type of sin in your life according to the word of God. And by Jesus using this wisdom, using heavenly wisdom, the wisdom that is the principal thing, you can find that in the book of Proverbs, talking about wisdom, Jesus said, he without sin, I want you to cast the first stone. So what happened? They all walked away. They throw down their stones and they walked away because they have sinned and they were convicted. The scripture says being convicted by their own conscience, their own conscience convicted them. Therefore, they left, left the woman standing there. Now, when Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, woman. Where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? 
So he want to know what happened to all the accusers. She said, no man has condemned her. No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. No one in, uh, in, in uh, no man condemned her, basically. So Jesus said, I don't condemn you. Because everybody has sin in them. But however, Jesus said, go and sin no more. Now you've been caught in the act of adultery. Uh, you've been brought out here to be stoned to death according to Moses' law. However, I came to... Um, I came here uh, in the likeness of, of sinful flesh and that I didn't come to, he didn't come to, okay, he didn't come to, um, sorry about that. He didn't come to uh, change the law. He come to fulfill the law. And therefore he's saying, neither do I condemn you. But he said, you go and don't you sin again. In other words, she is forgiven for her sins. She is pardoned from her adultery, her act of adultery. However, you got to repent. You got to turn your, turn away, change your thinking, change your mindset, turn away from that adulterous thinking and sin no more is what Jesus told her. Therefore, she was pardoned. She was forgiven. Now, we're going to read another story, and it's going to come from Matthew 18, and we're going to start at verse 21 to 35. I want you to get your Bible. We're going to read this scripture, Matthew 18, 21 through 35, and we're going to see what the scripture has to say here today. Verse 21, then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him till seven times? Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven, which is a total of 490 times. Seven, 70 times seven times we have to forgive our brethren according to Jesus Christ. And we can find this scripture in Matthew 18, 21 through 35. Now, therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servant. Jesus is giving them a story here about the kingdom of heaven. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which ought him ten thousand talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and his children and all that he had and payment to be made. So this king, he always got from his, his, uh, uh, um, we want to call them, let's see what we can call them. We can call them um, 
citizens, <laughs> citizens of the kingdom. Now, the citizens of the kingdom always had to uh, pay the king, but this particular man, he did not have his payment for the king. So the king said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to sell you and your wife and your children, and that way I will be paid for what you owe me. Now, the servant therefore fell down and worshiped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Just give me a little bit of time. Give me Have a little bit of patience with me, and I'm going to pay you your money. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion. He had compassion on him and loosed him. He let him go and, get, and forgave him of his debt. So therefore, the man did not have to pay the debt that he owed the king. He had compassion on him. But the same servant, this same person, he went out as soon as he got from the face of the king. And he went out and he found somebody that owed him. Oh my God from Zion. I'm about to speak in tongues about this. And found one of his fellow servants which ought to ought him a hundred pence. Now he owed the king. Uh, a thousand talents but this man only owed him a hundred pence listen to this and he laid hands on this man he took him by the throat now this person who was just uh, forgiven by the king went out to somebody who owed him and he actually put hands on him and he put his hands around his throat saying pay me that thou owest me and the fellow servant fell down, he did the exact same thing, fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. So he's this person is saying, Have patience with me, and I'll pay you. Just give me a little bit of time. But what happened? And he would not, this wicked servant would not have patience patience with this person but went and cast him into prison till he should pay his debt now do you think that's right you have been forgiven but then you go to the next person who owes you but you do not forgive that person he will not but he cast him in the prison till he would pay him so when his fellow servants saw what was done they were very sorry and they came and told unto their Lord all that was done. So basically uh, the other servants saw what he did to this person and they say, listen, this is not right. And we're going to go to the king and we're going to tell the king what just happened. Then his Lord, after that, he had called him and said unto him, now, I say king, but this is his, uh, his, um, his master, in other words. Then his Lord, after he had called him, said unto him, because we're talking, Jesus is likening this unto the kingdom of God. That's why I say king. Jesus is likening it. Go back to verse 23. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven like unto a certain king. So this king... The servants went to this king and, and they told him all that was that happened. And then this Lord, after he had called this particular servant, this wicked and evil servant, said unto him, O thy wicked servant, I forgave you, I forgave thee 
all that debt, all that you owed me because thou desiredest me to do so. Shouldest not thou also have compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? So I forgave you. Shouldn't you have had compassion on the person that owed you, just like I had pity on you? What did the Lord say? And his Lord was raw. He was angry. And he delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. So this man sent him to the tormentors. Uh, it didn't say it sent him to prison. Sent him to prison. It sent he sent him to the tormentors. He was going to be tormented until he paid his debt. And Jesus began to say that our Father in heaven is the same. He will do the same if we do not from our hearts. Remember, we have to forgive from our hearts. If we do not forgive from our hearts. Not everyone, our brother, our trans, their trespasses. In other words, we have to forgive from our hearts unless we be sent to the tormentors, unless we be sent to the pits of hell. That lets us know in this scripture, if we do not forgive, we will lift our eyes. And when we die, we will lift our eyes in hell. The tormentors, which is in hell. Therefore, we have to forgive. Let me tell you, do not let anybody uh, take away from your uh, chance of going to heaven. I don't know about you, but I will not do it. I will not allow my my uh, uh, the people that sin against me on a daily basis. I told a little bit of my story how I've been fought with uh, being fought with witchcraft and sorcery black magic whatever you may want to call it but being fought with that I have learned and I am still learning let me make that very clear I am still learning how to forgive my enemies yes I have to forgive them though they work witchcraft on me though they work sorcery and black magic though they um uh, mix up their potions and their dust. Though they do all of these things, I have to forgive them on a daily basis. Why? Because the Bible tells me I have to forgive with my heart or I will open my eyes in hell once I am deceased. And let me tell you, I don't care. You may They may work their witchcraft, their black magic, their sorcery, whatever the case may be to try to Take me out is what I call it or try to uh, uh, make me live a life of poverty. Whatever they try to do to me, I know I have to forgive them. I have to forgive them of what they do because I will not live in this natural realm and be tormented by the devil and then end up and allow the devil to for me to end up in. I, I refuse to end up in hell because of the works of the devil by me not forgiving the, the human representatives, those that are demonized and used by the devil. I refuse not to forgive them 
and to allow my soul to go to hell because of the actions of my unforgiveness. That I will not allow. I will not allow that. Therefore, I will forgive them of their actions on a daily basis. I will forgive them. I will not go to hell for that. And that's why I am. I want, I don't want you who are listening. I don't want you. If you have unforgiveness in your heart, I want you to get rid of that unforgiveness. I want you to forgive those who have trespassed against you. Those who have sinned against you. Those who have hurt you. Those who have disappointed you. Those who have abandoned you, mistreated you, rejected you. Forgive those people that you will not lift up your eyes in hell when you leave this earth. However, let me go and continue. The act that hurt or offended you may not always may always be with you. We can forgive, but that action may always be with you. But forgiveness can lessen its grip on you and help free you from the control of the person or persons who harmed you and free you from eternal damnation. We've already read in Matthew 3 and 28 that the only sin that will not receive forgiveness is blaspheming of the Holy Ghost. We've already read in Mark 11 and 25 that when we pray, we have to forgive so that our Father will forgive us. We've already read in Ecclesiastes that everybody sins. We've already read in Romans uh, that uh, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we all sin. But we have to forgive so the Father can forgive our sins. Forgiveness can even lead to feelings of understanding, empathy, and compassion for the one who hurt you. Yes, it may be hard and unimaginable, however, but it can be done. We can go to Acts 7, uh, 59 through 60, where Stephen, a man of God, as he began to be stoned to death, he began to look into heaven, look unto God and say, God, forgive those that are stoning me to death right now. He said, forgive them in so many words. Go to Acts 7 and 59 and 60. Stephen, the man of God, was being stoned to death because he spoke the truth to the people. And they began to stone him to death. But he said, Lord, don't hold this to their charge. Basically, they know not what they do. They stoned me, but they don't know what they're doing. And Stephen began to close his eyes and die. Let me tell you, I don't think none of us are being stoned to death. I mean, they don't allow stoning here in, in, in our time. That, that's a crime. So if this man is being stoned to death and he's, he's asking the Lord to forgive the person, the people that are stoning him, what about us? Um, now, have you considered Joseph and his brothers? Who sold him into slavery? Come on now. These are scriptures in the Bible that talk about forgiveness. These are stories that talk about forgiveness. Joseph brothers sold him into slavery. Now years later, his brothers needed his mercy and his kindness. Yes, they did. It always comes full circle. It always comes back. They needed his brother to have mercy on them. They meant what they did 
for evil, but God allowed it for Joseph's good. God had a plan for Joseph's life. The, actually, the plan was to save his whole family. It was good for the whole family. Joseph had to end up in Egypt. Joseph had to end up being a great man in the kingdom of Egypt in order to save his family, in order to feed his family. There was a great famine in the land. And, and his brothers came to get food and Joseph knew who they were, but they didn't know who he was, but they needed mercy and kindness from Joseph, even though they sold him into slavery. Joseph forgave his brothers. He forgave them and he brought his whole family to Egypt that they may live. That's how the Israelites ended up in Egypt. That's how the people of God ended up in Egypt through Joseph and the mercy and the kindness that he showed his brothers even though they sold him into slavery. That's how God's people ended there. My God from Zion. Now everything, uh, every mishap in Joseph's life was orchestrated by God. It was the plan from the beginning. Now, sometimes gaining knowledge of a spirit in the spiritual realm and learning the word of God, it will assist us in the act of showing compassion. Yes, a lot of times it's, it's hard to show compassion. Let me tell you that right now. It's hard to forgive those that hurt you. It's hard to forgive those that abuse you on a daily basis constantly. It's hard to forgive. But we have to in this natural realm because we want to spend our life throughout eternity in the spiritual realm in heaven with God. So sometimes we have to think about the future. And granted, I know it is hard to think about it like that when you are constantly being abused and mistreated on a daily basis. When that happens on a daily basis, it's hard. It's hard to forgive. But we have to find it in our heart. You know, God... We have to pray and ask the Lord to place it in our heart, to place his compassion on the inside of us, to give us the mind, the mindset to forgive, to give us the heart to forgive, to forgive from our heart. As the scripture tells us here in Matthew 18, it says we have to forgive from our heart. We not from our mind. We have to forgive from our heart and truly forgive. When you truly forgive somebody, you let it go. It's over. It's done with. You forgive that action and it's just like that action did not take place because God is just that good to take it away from us. He's just that good to take it out of our hearts, out of our minds. He can do that. Listen, God can do it. He can heal the broken heart. He can do it. He can uh, mend the shattered mind. He can do that. And let's also remember, according to the word in Ephesians uh, 6 and 12, we realize that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The Bible tells us we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So that individual that hurt us is not them that's doing it. We wrestled against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The person who is mistreating us, the person who is uh, 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 disappointing us and hurting us, that person, no doubt, 
how is listening to the, the words and the actions of the devil, listening to the words and the action of the demon that lives on the inside of them. They are demonized. You know, the, the certain actions, we know that that individual is demonized. Murderers and, and, and molesters and, and, and uh, rapists, we know that these people are demonized. They have a demon living on the inside of them, making these actions come to pass. So we have to remember, and I know it is very hard. It's very hard because we are man, we are wrapped up in humanity. It's very hard to forgive somebody who has raped us. It's very hard to forgive someone who abuses us on a daily basis. Yes, it's very hard to forgive that individual. But if we want to make it into heaven, we must remember that um, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against spirit beings. These are spirit beings causing these human hosts. These are human hosts. These are Satan's representatives that do the things that they do. These are evil and wicked people that worship the devil. That do, I mean, it could be on that point. They love worshiping Satan and they do bit, they do Satan's bidding. So we have to think about these things. We have to think about the spiritual as well as the natural in order to help us overcome and forgive yes the bible says that we must forgive and we must forgive from the heart and that is all for today on sister ellie cat's tea we are talking about forgiveness and unforgiveness we have to forgive in order for our father to forgive us Everybody sins. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. I, once again, I want to thank you for listening to Sister Ellie Cat's Tea. And I will talk to you soon.